Today we share our top five tips for extreme organization and efficiency on today's episode. You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast. Play to succeed in business and in life. Featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black. Welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. This is episode number six. My name is Ryan Black. And I'm Levi Hunsaker. And welcome out. Today we are going to be going over our top five trips, top five trips, <laughs> our top five tips. for Ryan's us. already thinking about going on vacation. It's hey. going to take a nice fun trip. We are. We're going next week, so we're stoked. But we've got five tips, top five tips, extreme organization, extreme efficiency in business. Levi, Guten Morgen. How are you doing today? Welcome. Wow. Speaking all kinds of languages that I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so glad to be here with you and looking forward to diving in. Um, it's really interesting because, you know, most people, most folks, when they're, they're working within kind of that employee paradigm, right? Most, because most people are employees, either for their own company or for, for another company. And there's definitely a paradigm shift when you go from being an employee to being a business owner. Um, you know, as an employee, our focus is more on, I mean, obviously there's responsibilities that we have that we have to take care of, but whether in most situations, whether you're fast or slow, um, you're just, you're still paid because you're being paid for your time, right? There's a lot of flexibility there. And, but when it comes to being a business owner, it, you're paid for results right? You're not paid for your time. You're paid for getting the result for your client, whoever that is. And um, so there's a bit of a paradigm shift there. And so that's why when we dive into the realm of business ownership, understanding organization, understanding efficiency is extremely important because otherwise um, we really have to focus on maximizing our time. We need to work more quickly, more efficiently, because if we don't, we're not getting paid. And so um, a little bit of a paradigm shift. And that's one thing actually that a lot of people can struggle with when they make that kind of that leap from being an employee into being a um, you know, business owner is it's hard for them to adjust to that because they're so used to a different system. So anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe a lot of you have heard the, the phrase as a business owner, you get to work any 18 hours of the day you would like. <laughs> but that is not exactly where we want to see that go because one of the reasons we're looking at business is so that we can take back control of our time. And that doesn't mean control of which time we spend, but how much of our time we get back. That's really what the whole goal of this is when we're talking about organization and efficiency is how do you get your time back so that you can produce the same results in less time? Exactly. Yeah. And it, it is a shift in... For some people, it's really hard. It's really hard to make that change. Other people, they love it. It's super liberating. So um, it's just something we want to make sure that you're aware of because we don't want it to catch you by surprise if you're going down that road. So, well, shall we dive in to our, to our top Let's five tips? Let's jump right in. Tip number okay. one, Ryan. All right, what here we, we go. Clutter-free workspace. Now, this is something that... Uh, I want to be transparent here. I have struggled with for many years and, um, you know, for, for many years I've, I've been in uh, real estate investing is, you know, currently 
what I do. But uh, prior to that, I was in commercial filmmaking and uh, ran a, a commercial production house for 11 years. Started it, grew it, ran it, and eventually sold it. But um, in doing that, you know, being a creative, you really want to create your environment where you can, your mind can uh, just, I don't know, flourish as you're working on different projects and editing and sound design and graphics and all that stuff. And so there were certain key things. I mean, even the color, for those of you who are creatives, you'll appreciate this. Even the color of the wall behind your screen on your computer should be a specific color. Otherwise, it can actually tweak your eyes and so the color representation that you're seeing on the screen will look different because of the color cast from the wall. So there's a lot of little details like that, but um, you know, that's uh, not talking specifically about cr being creative here. Anybody, regardless of what type of business you're in, your workspace, your work area must be clutter-free. If you have a maximalist office, meaning you've just got stuff everywhere, even though you're focused, yeah, Levi, no. No, you're working on great. it. Okay. I'm working on it. Okay. It's but a if, work in progress. If you have all these <laughs> things, right, even though you're, you're looking at your screen and you're focused on what you're looking at, your eyes are picking up everything else that's going on subconsciously and it's analyzing and interpreting all of these things around you. And so your brain is working. It's distracting. It's getting tired. If you don't believe me, just try it at your house. Take one room and... Just try to get it as empty as possible, right? You could just one area. And our, us actually in our entire house, we have a minimalist interior design motif. We have a, it's a contemporary, a minimalist contemporary interior design style in our entire house. And it is so liberating. It's so relaxing because the more stuff you have, it is it causes stress and duress and your brain is constantly looking at all the stuff even though you don't want to. So this is a really long-winded answer for <laughs> keep <laughs> your office space clean, clear. I don't know if you can see, you can probably see back here on the camera, got a, a couch here. This is my office, home office, where we do all of our, our uh, my wife and I work from here every day. So we've got, I mean, got a TV on the wall behind me there, got a nice comfy leather, leather couch Actually got a coffee table with a little, you can see that little bonsai palm tree. Love that. We love nature. So we got a little bonsai, real palm, uh, palm tree right there. And, uh, you know, some artwork on the wall. And that's about it. And then a couple of desks, which are clean and clear. And that is so crucial to maintaining a, just a peaceful area where your mind can focus. So if you have the habit of, creating, you know, making a desk that just is piled with papers and everything else, create a system. You'll notice right there off to my side, there's a door that's actually a closet. And so in that closet, I've got my filing cabinet. I've got my printer. I've got my office supplies. I've got the things that you normally need in an office, but it doesn't need to be all out and around you because it's distracting. So if I get a, you know, get a closet, either built in one or, you know, a, a piece of furniture or something that you can Hide everything in to keep your office area. When you come into your office, you should be focused on the task at hand. So even if you have to take five minutes every morning before you sit down or in the evening whenever you're working and go through and say, okay, what do I need to clear out of the room so that I have a clean, decluttered, non-distracting work area um, will make all the difference in, in, uh, in your work area. And so if you haven't tried it, try it again guarantee you will notice a difference 
in having a clutter-free workspace. But it's not just about having the clutter-free physical environment. There's also your virtual environment, right? You want to talk about yeah, that, Levi? So, so that's where I was going to go in with this is we talked about decluttering and having a clutter-free workspace, physical environment. But now what do you do mentally? So what about digital, di- being digitally cult- clutter free. Wow. Sometimes you don't even have to be able to talk cleanly to be able to do a podcast. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see if I can spit this out here. But uh, really, as you go and look at what are your distractions in your digital environment, right? You're on your computer, you're on your electronic devices, especially if you are running a business where you have a home office, you know, you've got your your iPads, your tablets, your cell phones, your computers, all of these devices, and you know what it's like. It rings or beeps or goes off, buzzes, whatever, and immediately, boom, there it is, right in your hand, right? But are all the notifications you're getting, are they useful? Are they enhancing your lifestyle or taking away from it? Imagine like all of the emails in your inbox Every time you delete one, or maybe you don't even delete one and you've got 15,000 emails in your inbox, right? But that's, that's something that you see each time you go in and that's clutter because it's a distraction. It's something that's taking your focus away from the work that you're actually trying to accomplish. So I'm gonna say get rid of notifications that aren't useful, that aren't enhancing and adding to your life or adding to your business. Because a lot of people think they're being more efficient by getting notifications no, it's actually interrupting your time. And we're going to talk about that in one of our later ones because you don't want interruptions or distractions while you're focused on a different task. And so uh, unsubscribe to emails that you're, you're not opening, right? There's, there's tons of these subscribe campaigns that's going on. And uh, Ryan's poking his, his dog through the glass in the background <laughs> on video here. So he's, he's distracting me. See how Sorry, see how dis- distracting that was, and it completely threw everything off. That's what happens in your business. Yeah. Sorry, Levi. I didn't mean to mess you up there. You were on a roll. I just his head was right over my shoulder, so I was pointing. I was pointing him out for our uh, you know YouTube and Facebook viewers. Um, yeah, it's all good. But it it was a perfect example, right? Yeah. Because it was a distraction, and I totally lost my train of thought there. <laughs> the same thing's going to happen with your digital environment. You will lose your train of thought, and you are losing time, which is what we're trying to get back here. We want to be efficient with our time. And so the, the third tip that I'm going to give you on decluttering your digital environment is consolidate where you go for information. You know, you don't want to have to go to 15 different websites, multiple emails, all this kind of stuff. Even if you do have that, and that's the way that you need to manage your, your business, put everything in one, one, uh, document, one, I, I use Google Docs just because it's easy to use. I can take it wherever I go. Um, it's on my phone. It's on all of my devices. But put it in a document and put hyperlinks to everything that you need to see. So you basically have a dashboard of all of your information that you can jump into one click and you're there where you need to be. Yeah, it really is the I mean, consolidating because, I mean, new platforms keep popping up, right? new technologies, new things. And so every single time 
it gets to the point where it's actually a drain on your on, on you. It's like, oh, great. Now another platform, another this, another that. Technology is designed to help us, <laughs> to make life easier, not to be a burden. And so like me, for example, with my phone, I, I don't even, um, I never have, it, it's always on mute 100% of the time. I never have my phone because I noticed when I first got a smartphone years ago that every time I would hear the, you know, the, the ding or it would ring or whatever, it would completely distract me and, and it would take me out of whatever it was I was doing. And so, I mean, for many years, I, my phone is always on silent. I have my, you know, my watch that I wear that will, once again, only forward specific notifications. So I only get notifications for phone calls and text messages. And I let people know, the people that I work with, you know, uh, you know vendors, employees, clients, all that stuff. I let them know, hey, um, the best way, the fastest way to get a hold of me is to send me a text. I will typically see that immediately. If it's a lower priority communication, then you can message me in another platform or send me an email or something because I only check that periodically throughout the day. But otherwise, you're constantly getting hit, 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 hit. And studies have actually been done to where when you, um, and I wish I could remember the specifics. I remember reading them before. I apologize I don't have those right now. But where if you're in the middle of doing something and then every time that a notification comes in, it causes an interrupt in your brain and it's a significant amount of time for you to be able to refocus and get back to the point, the momentum that you had prior to the interruption. And so, you know, it is what it is, but it's important to, especially if you struggle with, with focus or have, uh, you know, AD, ADD type tendencies or things like that, where it's really hard for you to refocus, it, uh, it's a challenge. So. It definitely is. And, and you know what? That's a great point on that, that distraction and being able to actually get back to the point where your, your brain was focusing. And it, it's a really great uh, way to take us into talking about time boxing and compartmentalization. So this is this is a great way of calendaring and really blocking out time where you're going to be able to focus on a specific activity. And the way that I like to think about this is, um, you know, think about Henry Ford and his assembly line. If you were trying to build a car and you would go and build one car from start to finish, you could do that and you'd get it done. But really the assembly line concept has actually sped up the process because one person is doing one job consistently and they get really good at it and they get quick. So I like to take this time boxing concept and think about, okay, what are my daily processes and activities? What needs to get done in a day and block out and say, you know what? I, I may need to go and, and be working on uh, building new funnels for getting customers into my business or finding uh, new properties that I'm going to go buy or any of these types of things. So I'm going to say, you know what, for the next 30 minutes, this is the only thing that I'm going to do or the next 60 minutes. This is the only thing I'm going to do. And at first I'm going to be slower, but by the end of the, the 30 or 60 minutes, I'm, I get to a point where I can analyze a real estate deal in about five minutes and decide whether it's something I want to submit an offer on. Whereas, you know, at the beginning, it might take seven or eight, maybe 10. It depends whether I'm in the groove yet or not. But yeah, I can get it down to five minutes by consistently applying that repetition over and over again. So really, it allows you to get laser focused in your effort and do that one thing and do it really well. 
and then you move on to the next thing. Set a timer. Turn off your phones, turn off your distractions, no notifications. Um, maybe your, your spouse or significant other, your family has a specific way to contact you in emergencies, but that is the one thing that is allowed to distract you during the, those times. Well, and, and the other thing is, is when you give yourself a time limit on something, right, you will be able to get it done quicker. Like if you said, oh, okay, well, I've got 30 minutes to analyze this property, you probably would eh, take it, do this and that. <laughs> like you'll stretch it out to 30 minutes. But if you're like, you know what? I got five minutes to, to do this. And you give yourself that artificial limit you work faster, work more efficiently, cut out all the extra stuff that you don't need, get down to the core numbers and say, am I interested in this? Yes or no, moving on. So giving yourself those, those limits can definitely increase your efficiency in, uh, in the tasks that you're taking on. So love it. Let's, I wanna talk about tiers, tiers. This is one that, that I've, uh, I've been using for a long time and I mean, still far from perfect on it, but I try to focus on this because it helps me as I look at you know the different responsibilities and the tasks that I have during the day in running our businesses. And um, that is, I mean, I guess you could call it prioritization, task prioritization. Uh, we're, for those of you who are familiar with uh, Stephen R. Covey, we have the, uh, you know, the, the quadrants with the, the urgency, urgent, not urgent, important, not important. And you, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think that's in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I think is when he, he taught that principle. I can't remember. I've read quite a few of his things, but um, that, that concept, right, of prioritizing uh, urgency and importance and determining which activities you should do when during the day. I, I like to do it as tiered. I say tier one, tier two, tier three, because a lot of times those, those items that are the funnest items are tier three items because those <laughs> are the things that we are passionate about doing. We like doing, but not necessarily the most urgent thing that we, and I know we've talked about this on past episodes, or you talked about it, Levi, doing the hard things first. And a lot of times those tier one activities are the things that are going to be the core, the center of sustaining, of sustainability in your business. And they're not necessarily the things you really maybe want to do, but they're the things you must do. And so when, when, with me, I, it's simple. I just kind of get a piece of scratch paper and separate it out into tier one, tier two, tier three. And I know that I have those tier one tasks are the things that absolutely must be done first. And so I'll have multiple things that are tier one tasks and, um, you know, I'll go and get them done and then I can go to tier two and then tier three. But um, just prioritizing it that way helps me realize, okay, how urgent is this for me to do right now? Tier one tasks are typically those core activities and everyone's business is going to be a little bit different, but, um, you know, to speak in generic terms, those activities that are, you know, current, current projects, maintaining current projects, current clients, current prospects, and, uh, nurturing them and supporting them in whatever it is that they're doing. And then, uh, you know, tier two activities are more along the line of anything that is designed to keep those pipelines full. Right. So it doesn't matter what business you're in. You've got to continue to be adding, you know, new new relationships into that pipeline, be it through, you know, new new prospects, new strategic partnerships with with other companies, other vendors. And so, you know, keeping that pipeline full so that you don't turn into just a mom pop 
type of a, an outfit where you're constantly struggling for new clients. And then those tier three activities are those that are focused on kind of your long-term vision, creating those tools, resources, systems uh, that are necessary for long-term scalability of your business, as well as um, just kind of that long-term planning, maybe certain certain, uh, you know, development of maybe different types of uh, strategic planning or uh, creative planning, different, different activities that long-term are important to direct the vision of where you're going. But that if you're looking at, okay, I've got a client who's sitting here, who's ready to buy, and I'm going to push them to the back burner so that I can focus on doing something that I enjoy doing. That's, you know, research or design or something else you're working backwards. So by Dis, um, distilling it out into those three separate tiers, tier one, tier two, tier three, and understanding the purpose behind each one makes it pretty easy to ensure that even if your day is limited, something pops up, you're unable to work the hours that you thought you were going to, you're consistently on a daily basis ensuring that those activities that are most urgent and most important for the immediate health of your business are continually being done on a daily basis. Yeah, definitely. And and even within those three tiers, let's let's take for example tier 1. That's kind of be going to be where you have your most urgent and most important tasks, where there's both urgency and importance that needs to be done. Uh-huh. Right? And a lot of that is where you're going to talk about as a business owner, that's your money-making activities. But Ryan kind of mentioned this, we mentioned this back in our uh, mindset episodes, but really start with the things that are hard first. Even within those tiers, you can organize those. After you've ranked them in the tiers, you can organize them in a way that allows you to push through when you have the most energy, do the things that you like doing the very least, and really finishing strong on the things that you have a real passionate about. Amen. Okay, awesome. Next one that we're going to talk about is focusing on your strengths. Now, a lot of people will say that if you have a weakness that you should just go improve on that weakness and in business is that really the most efficient thing for your time or for your money maybe maybe not it depends if you have a passion for it that's one thing because you're investing in yourself and you're learning but if you just look at it and you say man i really don't like doing this but it's one of those urgent and important things that needs to get done well now it's time to bring in leverage you know what? Start hiring out your weaknesses. That can be done through um, digital hiring, through automation, right? Because you can put automation processes into your business that allows technology to work in your favor and do the things that you don't like to do as much. Or another great one, and we're going to actually have an episode coming up about this uh, here in a few weeks, is virtual assistants. You can actually hire for fairly cheap, inexpensive is probably the right word to say there, um, a virtual assistant and maybe multiple virtual assistants so that you can focus on the things that you do best and really increase the growth in your business. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Thanks, Levi. Focus on your strengths. And kind of going along with that is you know, when you sometimes as business owners, right, entrepreneurs, we want to or have a tendency to feel like we have to wear all the hats. So you're saying don't wear all the hats. 
And sometimes when you want to wear the hats, it's hard to say no, to say no at putting on all those hats. And that's, that's the fifth, um, the fifth tip that we have to share with you today is get good at saying no, because it's really hard to say no. When you have an opportunity come along that, you know, for, for us, for you and I, it would most likely be, you know, a, a killer opportunity on a real estate deal. We're looking at, man, the numbers work out great, killer cash flow, great upside, you know, everything working out. We create a win-win situation for the seller, help them out. But there are certain situations, and I know we've both been in this before, where we had to say no. We didn't really want to say no, but we have to learn. You have to set your parameters of this is the, the area that you're going to be working in. This is where your focus is going to be. And then you have to be able to say no, because if you get too far and wide with your focus, you're not going to go anywhere, right? Shiny object syndrome is real. You can't just be, oh, going here and there and there and there and there and there. Pretty soon you're just spinning around in circles. You're getting dizzy and you fall flat on your face. So getting good at saying no with gratitude, right? You know what? Appreciate it, but I'm going to pass on this opportunity um, is important. And it's, it's also important because you need to put a high value on your time, right? In your business, there are a million different things that you could be doing. You need to focus on where is my time most best spent? You know, is it spent in the, in the best way? Because there are different things you can be doing. Does it behoove you to learn how to learn, like you said, a new skill or an ability to be able to take care of a certain tier one activity, or should you hire that out? So put a high value on your time. What is going to save you the most money? You dedicating your time, which is your most valuable resource, your most limited resource to learning that ability, or are you going to subcontract that out to somebody else? So and that's the one thing, one thing, a big thing that I see with entrepreneurs and business owners is a lot of time they put next to no value on their time. They're so concerned about protecting the almighty dollar and they're, they're trying to you know, run lean and mean as they're getting things up and going. And they are just, once you do the math, they're making like 50 cents an hour in their business, right? <laughs> or less. Reminds and me it's of Napoleon like, Dynamite. <laughs> That's like a dollar an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, I don't know. Just keep that in mind. Get good at saying no and really realize, okay, are, the, are you going to have to scrimp? Are you going to have to sacrifice? Absolutely, as you're getting started. There's no other way. Like, that's, you're creating something new. That's why, you know, it's part of your champion hustle. You're willing to do it when nobody else is. But long term, and as you're going through that, still keep in your mind, okay, your time has value and just be, just be intelligent and be smart about how, how you make those decisions. Yeah. The, the way that I like to think about this is you really have five currencies in your business. You have, and, and I'm going to put these in, in order of what, what we talk a lot about of it, order of importance in these currencies. The first one is time. This one right here, this time is the only non-renewable resource. You get 24 hours a day, you don't get any of it back and that's it. We all have the same 24 hours. Really, we just choose how we get to spend it. So time is number one. Second is knowledge. So are you increasing in your knowledge? Are you increasing in your relationships? That's the number three. 
four is your credit, and the very last one is money. So really, as you're looking at that, really take that into heart of these five currencies and time being the most precious of those currencies. Put a high value on that and really make sure that you're focused in your business and, and in those activities so that you can really take some of that back. Yeah, you gotta hustle, you gotta invest, you gotta do some sacrifice as you're going through this, but really the ultimate goal is that you can actually step back from the activities because if you don't want to spend time in your business, you gotta make sure that someone or something is there to do it for you. And really that's the goal is to get into that business ownership uh, quadrant where you have the ability to do what you want to do, but still make money in your business. Exactly. I love it. And I really hope that, that for you guys, um, you know, that what we're, what we're sharing on these, on these episodes, I know that, that we are, um, you know, we, we brainstorm and we prepare the content for these episodes. Really hope that, that you're finding that this is beneficial for you in your business, in your life. Um, you know, we have a lot of different experience in, in different things that we've done over the years. And we're hoping that by sharing this knowledge with you, that you're able to, to take it, to implement it, and to be able to benefit from it in your business moving forward. All right. So we said we'd have five tips. We've done five tips. But guess what? We've got a bonus tip for you. And this one's a simple one. And it, and it seems so simple, but it's sometimes one of the hardest things to do. The bonus tip is... Write it down. When you get that going, um, you'll you have things in your business where you will forget. If you don't write it down, you won't be able to remember. You need to put it in a place that you're consistently looking at so you don't forget. Uh, one of the biggest ways to lose money in business is to not follow up with a customer or a client. So write it down. Make it somewhere that you're going to be looking at it all the time. I like to keep all my notes digitally in my phone because I'm never without my phone, usually wherever I'm going. But if you write it down on a piece of paper in your office, you got to wait till you get back to your office. So write it down. Bonus tip. Love it. Thank you, Levi. Now, I want to check in with you because, um, you know, last week we talked about doing the 30-day challenge, right, with the affirmations. Yes. So, um, I know that, that, uh, so I want to find out kind of how it's going for you. I know for me, I actually wrote down and I broke my affirmations out into the five F's. So I've got, you know, faith, family, fitness, finances, and fun. And so I broke them out by that and printed them out and mine are about, about a page and a half long. <laughs> I have a lot of <laughs> affirmations. And so, um, but it's been good. It's, it's hard to remember them all, right. You know, during the day, but definitely going through them in the morning has been has been beneficial. And uh, I did. I took quite a bit of time and was considerate in writing them down and thinking what things I wanted to do. And I told my wife that I was uh, you know, going to do a 30 day, uh, 30 day affirmation challenge. So um, there's a little bit of accountability there as well. So for me, it's going well so far. Still got a long ways to go, but I'm definitely enjoying it. How's it been for you? So Ryan is a little more in depth into this and, and perhaps I can take some lessons from Ryan. It's a good thing we're friends, <laughs> but, uh, I have about five affirmations and you know what, really getting in and, and saying that I am and, and really 
repeating that multiple times a day, reading it out loud, the things that that uh, I want to be the very most, I'm I am those things now. I'm going to be if if I want to be those in the future, I have to be those now. Uh, a lot of people say uh, look at it and say if you want to be a millionaire, you've actually got to be a millionaire about 12 plus months before it actually happens. You have to be in that mindset. And so I am those two very powerful, very small words in the English language, they can be positive or they can be negative. What we want to have is positive affirmations. So we'd love to hear how you guys are doing on your 30-day challenge. It's very impactful for both of us, and we'd love to hear how you're doing. Yeah, so share um, you know, share on our, in our Facebook group. So join the, if you're not in the Facebook group already, join the Facebook group. All the links are on our website at championhustle.com. Join the Facebook group and uh, let us know in the comments what uh, how things are going and uh, so we can support each other and provide some accountability because it works. And, and you know, Levi, you said uh, you've only got about five affirmations. I think that's because you're less of a hot mess than I am. <laughs> I just have more things that once I start writing them down, I'm like, oh man, oh, oh man, oh man, we got a lot of things to work on here. So I think... Uh, <laughs> Maybe you're just further along. Everyone's a hot hot mess. mess. Just own it. (laughs) So awesome. Well, this has been fun. This has been a good, a good discussion. Hopefully you guys have, have enjoyed it. Thanks for joining with us today on this week's episode of the champion hustle podcast. Next week, we are going to be covering something that we're both really passionate about, right? One of our core businesses that we're running and that is rental real estate. We're gonna be talking about the four killer benefits of rental properties. And these are benefits that are especially valuable right now in our current economical climate. We wanna make sure that you're there. Don't miss it because it is going to be a great one. And we will see you then. So once again, plug in with us online and thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. See you everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle podcast. For more great content and to join our online community, visit us at championhustle.com.